Peace and abundance always. Peter Abundant here. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Podcast by myself, Peter Abundant. So lately I've been, and you may be following this podcast, and if you are, thank you. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. Feel free to subscribe. Um, Lately, these past few days, past few weeks, I've been taking on the challenge where I am consuming nothing but smoothies. Before that, I've been vegan, consider myself raw vegan as well. And I'm used to being faced with people's misconceptions, uninformed opinions about what we are supposed to consume and eat. And this isn't really about judging those who decide that they want to eat meat, um, that they want to eat whatever foods that you or anybody else wants to eat. But this is a session on using common sense to really educate yourself about things. I mean, people usually want to support myths and irrational opinions about what we should be eating in order to support a bad habit. And I want to say that that isn't necessary. You know, we don't have to lie to ourselves and lie to other people in order to feel good about what we're doing or to feel less guilt or guiltless about what we're doing. It is okay to know something and yet still decide to do whatever it is you want to do, even though it goes against the ideal of what you know is best for you. We're human beings, and I'm a firm believer, if anything, that it is your life. So do with it what you want. As long as you aren't hurting people, as long as you aren't intentionally hurting people, do with it whatever you want. Now, that sends us into a place, though, where we have to question and bring awareness to the fact that by eating meat, we are, in fact, hurting other people. So I am going to say that you are hurting other individuals, animals by eating meat, by participating in a business of consuming meat. But this session isn't really about that, so to speak, but to get into this idea. And it is a idea that has been taught to us, programmed to us, that it has been highly believed um, throughout our history simply because it is something that we have, quote unquote, always done. So when we, quote unquote, always have done something, we assume that it is the only way to do it, that it is the best way to do it. And as we evolved, we ultimately see and experience that, no, there are better, there are easier, there are more convenient ways of doing things. We get smarter, we get wiser. So I want to talk about some of the interesting myths about veganism, about meat. And this is not based on, I'm not going to bring up statistics, though there are plenty of statistics that support the vegan movement, that support the fact that veganism is healthier for you. I just want you to consider common sense and consider that if you are somebody who is a meat eater, 
just think about the possibility and consider this for yourself. And this is something I often do whenever I have a strong stance about something is I consider the possibility that I may be wrong. Okay. And even as a vegan, as I listen to other people who are non-vegans stress or communicate their opinions or what they think are facts, I still listen from the standpoint of, okay, I may be wrong. Maybe I may be, there is a possibility that I'm wrong. So let me listen and listening allows us to connect better with one another. So as you listen to this, this isn't really telling you that you are wrong. This isn't judging you saying that you're a bad person. This is ultimately a conversation or a discussion that we can have. And you can feel free to share your opinion about it by contacting me on Instagram and DMing me directly um, or any other way. Right. But what I want to think about is as I make my videos on YouTube and feel free to check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Peter Abundant. Many people are making comments about what I'm doing and saying that, oh, I need meat and meat is something that is made for us to consume, blah, 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 blah. Now, I have to be honest and stress that I firmly disagree, though I understand the mindset of that way of thinking, though I understand the history, I understand the tradition, the programming of meat and how it plays in our society up until this point. I know based on the research that I've done, based on reading true thorough research, not simply reading an article, which is an interpretation, an article that we read online or a blog is an interpretation of somebody who may have read an actual research study. Go read actual research studies, please. I invite you. Make sure that the research study that you are reading isn't funded by the meat industry, the dairy industry. You know, make sure that the, the research that you're watching or reading is um, unbiased research. Okay, that's that's really important because many people miss that. We read any research paper study. And we just take it as face value, as a fact. But these things can be manipulated. All right. So be mindful about that. So um, but again, I'm not really going to get into case studies in this session. I just really want to talk common sense. So somebody talked about to me that, you know, meat is healthy for us. Meat is what we're supposed to be eating now. Um, what we're supposed to be eating. Let's think about this for a second. Let's think about milk, for example. We're the only species in the world in history that consumes the milk from another animal. That's that. Um, that already sends up a red flag. Why don't other animals consume milk from other animals? Because it's not health. It's not natural. That's it. It's simply just not natural. Then when we get into breaking down what milk does to us, it creates a lot of phlegm. It creates a lot of like things like constipation. Um, there are a lot of hormones in milk, which is designed for calves, baby cows to grow into 400 pound cows over the course of a year. 
So when we consume that, we're taking in the, all of all those hormones and it's affecting our bodies in a negative way. OK. Let's think and talk about eggs. We're not quite aware exactly what we're eating when we eat an egg. An egg ultimately is a chicken's period. Okay. When a chicken isn't mating or hasn't been mating and the egg isn't fertilized, is ultimately the egg meant for consumption, just like a just like a human, just like a human woman. That woman, if her egg isn't fertilized within that time frame of her cycle, then she has her period. This is the same thing that happens to chickens. When that egg is not fertilized, she has her period, which is an egg. So we are consuming that. Then the egg, if you look at what it is, is ultimately fat. Okay. And cholesterol. It's like high in cholesterol. So these are things that we do not need in our bodies. Okay. We do not need those in our bodies. In fact, it's best not to have those. If we're talking about feast and famine, famine. Yeah, we're starving. I get it. Get some cow's milk. We see a cow there. Let's have some milk. If we have chickens, let's eat the eggs. And that's basically the history of why we eat those things in the first place. We're at a place, though, now for many of us, especially in first world countries where we can eat something different. We can eat something better. But in a place like a third world country where they don't have those options, yes, it is still the best option for them to eat those things. We don't have we're not in that situation anymore. So we can opt out of that and eat something more idea for our bodies. All right. Meat. Are we designed to eat meat? When you think about carnivores, OK, omnivores, herbivores. Let's think about the meat eaters, lions, tigers, alligators. I mean, go down the list of all the animals that primarily eat meat, the hunters, the predators. Think about their system and how they're designed. Everybody talks about canines, saying that humans have canines. Yes, we have teeth that we call canines, but our canines are not at all nowhere close to the design of tigers, lions. Okay, those animals that eat meat like raw meat, they have true canines to rip and tear raw meat. Now, if you question that and think that you have the same canines as those animals, then I invite you and challenge you to go eat raw meat and tear it apart and tell me that feels natural. That's the reason why we cook meat is to break it down in a way that allows us to chew it better and easier. It isn't natural for us, though. Now, let's think about our digestive system. Our digestive systems are really long like 20 feet long. Okay. If you take it out and you pull it and stretch it, it is 20 over, over 20 feet long. Whereas a animal that is designed for eating meat, their digestive system is really short. Why? Because they need to move that meat through the body pretty quickly. 
because that meat continues to rot and decay. Just like you take some meat and you put it out, it rots and decays. If I take a piece of broccoli and put it out, it may, it'll wither, basically. It'll wither, but it will not rot and it will not smell and it will not produce things like maggots and flies, okay? So you have to think about that. That's what's happening in your body. When you eat meat, it is sitting in your stomach for longer periods of time than an animal who is actually designed to eat meat and it is continuously rotting in your stomach. Yeah, you are absorbing nutrition from that because our bodies are smart. They can, it can do a lot of things, a lot of amazing things, even though it's not ideal or it's not designed to, it can make things work. You know, when we're again talking about feast and famine and, and the idea of starving, we will figure it out. Our body is smart in that it is designed to extract nutrition from crap you know so think about that and if and if that isn't more in lamest terms for you think about it this way a tiger a lion right that's all they eat is meat they eat other animals they hunt their predators they go out they chase the food okay they chase live animals they chase it catch it bite his throat you know, crush his throat until it suffocates and then it continues to consume the body right then and there. Can you do that? Are we designed, if we're designed to eat meat, then we will be designed to run as fast as a deer, as a pig and catch it, grab it by his throat with our teeth, okay? Suffocate it, kill it, and then eat it right there in the, at that moment. The idea of doing that, I'm sure, grosses you out. We can't do that. We're not designed to do that. All right. Now, the question of protein. Well, we get how do you get your meat? How do you get your protein is the question, right? We are supposed to get our protein from meat. A lot of non-vegans meat eaters believe. And they believe it for valid reasons, because that's how what we've been taught to believe. And. It is partially true. Yes, we can get protein from meat. In fact, we've been doing it throughout the course of history. But again, that doesn't mean that that's what we're supposed to do or that's what we're designed to do or that is what is ideal. It doesn't mean that. It means that's just what we've done. So the question then is, is there a better way? All right. Think about it this way. All of the animals that are herbivores, where do they get their protein? Just ask yourself that question. Elephants, where do they get their protein? Think about it. Rhinoceros, where do they get their protein? Gorillas, where do they get the majority of their protein? Because gorillas sometimes will eat insects, but on most of their diet, about 95% of their diet consists of only plants. Elephants, all plant diet. Giraffes, all plant diet. Rhinoceros, all plant diet. So these are the largest animals, the largest animals on the planet, and they are vegan. 
okay they are plant-based all plants they are the largest animals where do you think they get their protein from plants where do you think the animals that maybe if you're a meat eater the animals that you're eating where do they get their protein from these cows these huge cows though yes at this point in time they're injected with a lot of growth hormones and things like that but ultimately cows are herbivores they eat plants they get their protein from plants so that proves in itself that plants is the primary source of protein protein comes from plants simple as that so instead of going through the middleman going through some recycled processed form of protein which we identify as cows or chicken or deer whatever it is you're eating go straight directly to the source the plants eat plants okay it is pure it is clean it hasn't been run through somebody else's digestive system right another animal and turned into protein for you to then eat them that's not how that works so you have to be really just think about it just think it through you know this is not about telling you you're not smart this is not about saying that i know more than you or judging you but it's just if you really think and sit and think about it you're like wow you know what that's true so be clear about what you're doing now i know it's another element to it as far as if you want to you know there's another element to it as far as if you want to get rid of meat dairy and eggs from your diet but it's important that you are educated as far as the facts go and being clear and informed about the truth of the matter the truth of the matter is the ideal diet for human beings is a vegan whole plant-based diet period now if you decide yeah but i like meat i want to eat meat though yes i know the vegan diet is the best for me i still want to eat meat then that's fine that is completely fine but to rationalize and say well i like to eat meat and then kind of lie to yourself and lie to others by saying because it's the best diet for us when you know it's not don't do that don't do that you know what i mean like we're, we're above that we're above that let's be real and honest with ourselves and everybody else and let's just admit, OK, yeah, this is the best for me, but I'm not really there yet. I'm here right now and I'm enjoying where I am. So let's go. Let's be there. Let's be really conscious and honest and have the awareness to really be, you know, free to know better. And be honest with ourselves and say, well, this is this is where I'm at right now. And that's cool. I think that's the best situation for everybody. So. That's what this session is about. It's, it's really about allowing you to see yourself and accept yourself and love yourself. You know what I mean? And once you do that and you really see, OK, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And this is true. You see truth in, in, in any or part of what I'm saying, then that's fine. Um, but I just don't want people to be misinformed and voluntarily put themselves in a place of ignorance. We don't have to do that. We don't. And I'm not and I'm really don't want you to do that. I see 
beauty and I see greatness in every individual. And in order for us to reach that potential, we have to be real and honest with ourselves. And it's okay to say, yeah, I know this is best for me, but right now this is where I'm at. You know, because that's that's how we make that transition into what's best for us by acknowledging that this is best for us, even though we're not there yet. Once we acknowledge that, then naturally, because we want to be better people, we want to be better. Naturally, we will slowly progress to that space in a way that feels great, that feels natural, that brings happiness and fulfillment to us. So I wanted to share that with you. Just a thought. And uh, feel free again. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions, any thoughts, comments. Feel free to DM me at Peter Abundant on Instagram or even Facebook. Thanks for listening. Peace and abundance always.